Reaching the Summit Women's Basketball Podcast is brought to you by three basketball-loving humans who express their lack of athletic ability through Extreme Summit League fandom. This podcast is hosted by Jordan Decker, Scott Holland, and Madison Van Wallen. Welcome back to the Reaching a Summit Women's Basketball Podcast. Jordan and I are here tonight for episode three. We are Scottless tonight. No Scott, he's a little bit under the weather, but hopefully he gets better soon and can rejoin us for episode four. So what are we going to do tonight? Let me tell you. We are going to recap. We have a couple of interviews with UND as well as Denver. Throughout the episode, we will be releasing the Reaching the Summit Women's Basketball Voters Mid-Season Awards. These will include first team, second team, player of the year, and coach of the year. So make sure that you stick around for the entire episode so that you can hear all of those and hear what we have to say about that. So we had a big weekend of games, USD and SDSU, with no problems whatsoever this weekend. They kept on rolling. North Dakota extended their win streak to six, so we may have some some action in the three three and four spot here. Denver also picked up their first conference win over Omaha, so not not a lot of news, but some news. Some things are changing and moving around. So Jordan, talk to us about North Dakota. Yeah, so we we were able to sit down uh, over Zoom, of course, with. Um, UND head coach Mallory Bernhard and Casey Barovich. Uh, UND, like Madison said, um, as of Thursday, before Thursday's games, riding a six-game winning streak, which, believe it or not, is tied for 19th in the country at this time. Um, and they're winning by an average of 12 points per game. And, you know, we're, we're lucky enough to have Casey on as well. And she currently leaves the Summit League in scoring during league play. She's averaging t- over 21 points a game which is um, 38th in the country. So, and dishing out over four assists per game. So, and that's third in the league. And uh, one thing we mentioned that I don't want to jinx in the interview is that she's actually second in the country in free throw percentage at 96.6. So we sat down with coach Bernhard and Casey and uh, talked about the league play and the win streak so far. Just want to throw a reminder out there to all of our listeners and people that follow us on Twitter every Thursday night, the folks from the men's podcast and ourselves and whoever wants to join, we run a Twitter spaces during the summit league games. So all you have to do is click on the spaces. You should see it at the top of your feed. You can request to be a speaker or you can just listen. We talk about men's summit league basketball, women's summit league basketball. Sometimes we talk about other random stuff. So definitely join in and look for that every Thursday if you want to be a part of that. Now, please enjoy our sit-down with University of North Dakota head coach Mallory Bernhard and student-athlete Casey Barovich. The North Dakota Fighting Hawks currently riding a six-game win streak, which is good for 19th in the country right now. Uh, They're winning by an average of 12 points per game during that streak and allowing just under 59 points per game, which is below the average um, for the season. Uh, we're pleased to welcome head coach Mallory Bernhard and Casey Barovich of the Fighting Hawks. Thanks for being on, you guys. Yeah, nice to see you guys. Problem. <laughs> coach, um, you know, during this streak, what have you noticed has changed defensively, um, I guess, the past few weeks on your team? 
Well, there's definitely been a major emphasis um, on that side of the game, you know, that side of the ball. I, I don't know that I've ever seen our team play as good a defense as we did against Oral Roberts. Honestly, it was um, an incredible effort. Um, and, it, and it's, it was everybody. I think you look at like the stat sheet on that game and you're going to say, oh my gosh, Melissa Lee had nine blocks. Um, but we had other players stepping up. We had players getting into gaps that maybe hadn't. We just, every, every single thing we had um, written on that game plan, as far as how we wanted to attack um, that side of the game, our, our players just were really, really locked into. Um, and I'll say this, we're a team that we, we don't exactly scheme the same way every game. It seems like we kind of have a different game plan for um, every team we play. And we understand that that's difficult at times. That means that sometimes you're gonna get one day of film and all sorts of information thrown at you and you have to kind of um, carry it over in a very, very quick time span. Uh, but our team has been really, really locked into that side of the ball and it's, it's been exciting. It's given us the opportunity to, to win some games. And, and Scott and Madison and I have been talking offline a little bit too and, and how well you guys have been playing. It's, it's great to see. And obviously um, this weekend is a, a good test for your team. Um, and you've kind of got two different, I, I don't know, I view it as two different uh, teams coming in. One is scoring a lot of points right now uh, in SDSU and um, shooting the ball really well. And then, you know, 40 hours later, you have to play one of the best defensive teams in the country. So how do you alter that focus between those two games? And how do you, how do you get the wins this weekend? I think we know we have an incredibly tall task. Um, I don't think there's anyone that would deny that the South Dakota schools right now are the measuring stick of the league. Um, and we're all trying to compete. I will say we went down there, gosh, it was like a month ago now, a little less than that. Um, and I think we took a lot of lessons away from that weekend. Um, and, and since then, obviously we've, we've gone on a little bit of a run here. Um, but yes, we've obviously, um, played South Dakota and know how incredibly balanced they are. I mean, their top five scorers are all within like a point. And then, uh, Haley Timmer had a great game against us as well. And Callie Tyson is, a, I mean, they just, they're so incredibly balanced, um, and their, their, yeah, score, I mean, shooting like 65% in their last weekend and 50% from three, they're just so, um, sound and smart and just overall efficient. So again, we're going to need the incredible defensive effort that I think that we had, um, you know, last weekend, especially on Thursday. Um, and just, you have to have like that team continuity, that trust in your teammate that, you know what, I can. I can defend this person, so I don't need to maybe overhelp because as soon as you overhelp, um, both teams really uh, can really take advantage of you. And then, yeah, South Dakota, they might be one of the most physical teams in our league. They're just so strong. You know, when they drive, you feel like they're getting into you a little bit and knock you off your line. And, and conversely, when you're driving, you feel like they're kind of getting into you and knocking you off your line again, too. So, um, yeah, it's just going to be, it's again, we, we know that we need to step up our level of play. Um, but these are the teams that we're chasing and these are the teams that we got to continue to see, you know, how far we've come against. Thanks coach. Uh, last one for me, guys, Casey, for you, um, your team continues to improve, um, especially the last few weeks, start off the year playing really, really good basketball. You know, how has the focus of the team been both you know, in the locker room and just outside the locker room? 
Well, I think we are very locked in right now. I think getting a cleanse, it definitely gives you a lot more confidence and it gives you something to show up every day and like work towards. I mean, last year, I think everyone knows we struggled a little bit. And I think that just, it even makes it not difficult to show up every day, but difficult something that, you know, you you feel good about that you're working towards. So I think right now we are very focused, um, looking to forward every day and I think it's been really good. Thanks, Casey. Go ahead, Scott. Uh, this is for both both Coach and Casey. And Casey, you mentioned how difficult last year was, obviously a, a coaching change in COVID, but yet, Coach, you were on staff, so you knew all these players and all the players knew. How much do you think that really kind of helped you guys that maybe put you a year ahead of schedule? I know a lot of coaches, when they take over, say they're on a two-year, three-year plan where it looks like right two, year two, you guys are ready to go and winning right now. Yeah, I, last year was so unique in so many ways. I mean, when you think about it, we we did put in like an all new system offensively and defensively. And yes, I knew the players. Yes, I knew um, what we had. But when you're when you're putting in all those new systems, it takes a little bit of time. And without having summer workouts, without having fall workouts in a normal capacity, because we were just you know you look back at last year and we we're still trying to do like the small groups things and. I don't, it's hard to get team continuity, team concepts down when you're doing those kinds of things. And then just the amount of things that we dealt with last year was wild. I think we had, you know, two broken noses, a broken thumb, stress fractures, COVID. I mean, name it, we had it last year. It was wild. Um, so just to get any sort of rhythm was so difficult. Then you look at coming into this year, we have a full summer we have a full fall players are a little bit more accustomed to now what we're trying to do on both sides of the ball and it just um it's created a lot more consistency i would say with the way we're able to even just approach day-to-day -day and practice stuff casey when you're on a win streak do you guys do you notice a different vibe whether whether it's around practice or on the bus or pregame where it just feels different or is it just we're winning. We're so tunnel focused that nothing has really changed for us. It's just the results right now. It definitely feels different. I mean, kind of the same type of thing. You just have way more confidence. You have that goal to work towards. You know that you can play with these teams in the conference. And yeah, I. it's definitely a different feel when you are winning. I'll say that. <laughs> You guys have been in the summit for a few years. So, Coach, what's the biggest difference, would you say, between style of play when you look at the summit versus the big sky where you guys were a few years ago? You know, that's interesting. I think that the summit league's pretty physical. Um, but, gosh, the big sky just felt like a rough and tumble league sometimes. Um, and the summit league is just so incredibly skilled. When you're looking at, like, offensive efficiency ratings, the summit league has got some teams that are just – incredibly high in some of those categories and so um I just think the overall like skill level and and top to bottom this league is really tough again remember we're we're the bottom we're number nine you know we're the number nine team in the league going into this season and so um I just think top to bottom this is a, a really tough league um let's just go ahead and move on to the fun stuff then so I'll start with coach because she has claimed that she's prepared for these questions. So 
your first summit roulette question is what is your favorite summit gym to play in and then what is your least favorite okay i thought long and hard about this one i'm giving my favorite one and this is going to be a wild card to most um i'm going to go western hall and reason being i am from very close to there i'm from davenport iowa um, so every time we've gone down there, I've seemed to have, you know, an old high school friend and family or grandma and grandpa or just someone new. Um, and we've been pretty successful there, to be honest with you, even pre summit league, we went down there a time or two and, and had some decent games. So I'm going to give Western hall, the shout out. Um, and then least favorite, um, I guess I gotta go with vermilion. We have not played well there. Um, and so I'll give it that one. Now I'll go way, way back, back in the days of the dome when I was playing. Um, I loved to play there, not because of the dome itself, because the fans were just ruthless. And it, I loved that. Um, I'm not sure that the fans are any less ruthless there, but we have not played well there. So I'm going to go with South Dakota as my least favorite. Okay. Um, who is your favorite player that is not a Hawk in the Southern League? Okay, I have to say this. I, I I have my answer right off the bat, but if I don't tell you Coach Moe's answer, so my associate head coach, John Motherwell, he would lose his mind if I don't give his answer, okay? Because this has been like the topic of debate in our office since the very first podcast, which- Okay. J, JD, first off, we gotta go way back. Let me just really go off topic here. JD with the celebrity death pool is the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so that is hilarious and- I, we thought he was like getting picked to die. Like we were scared to ask about it because we didn't know what it was. Yeah, no, Coach Gravina is awesome. I that I have so much respect for him, but that really made me laugh incredibly hard. So anyway, back to the question at hand. Coach Mo would absolutely kill me if I didn't give you his answer. His answer, Megan Boyd, without hesitation. He loves Megan Boyd. That kid can get a shot off. You can be so close. It doesn't matter. That kid is getting a shot off when she wants to get a shot off loved her mine and Casey's probably already sick of hearing this I love Paige Meyer point guard at SDSU oh my gosh she just she goes hard she's fast she sets tempo she can score at all three levels and yeah I, I'm not excited about playing that kid for four years but Paige Meyer is my answer yeah I think she's going to be one of those um that you know people say about Maya Selland or about Hannah Shervin and you know whoever Chloe Lamb like why are they're not graduated yet they're still here I think Paige is definitely going to turn into one of those yes all right Casey same two questions for you your favorite gym and least favorite gym and then your favorite player least favorite gym I have only ever played in Denver's um like we've never been in the hockey whatever they call that so I dislike playing in Denver probably the most um and then favorite this year St. Thomas was honestly a lot of fun um I've only played there once they're a new team obviously but yeah I enjoyed playing in St. Thomas I mean I'm from Minnesota so I had a lot of people there that I knew so yeah fun for me all right, and then do you have a favorite player in the league who is not your teammate? Uh, 
Casey, I did a poor job preparing you. I could have told you what question. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's bad coaching. <laughs> I'm going to go with Tori Nelson. Tori Nelson, I played um, a lot of AAU basketball with her. Um, I felt when we played together, I just had, we just knew each other super well. And I do miss having that, but she's now, so... <laughs> Awesome. Scott or Jordan, do you have any more fun questions before we wrap up? Yeah, for both coach and, and Casey, because it seems like the coach and the players have different opinions on this one. Is Since they do the travel partners, your two favorite road trips, not gyms, but fa favorite places to go in the league. Casey, got a favorite place to go in the league? We haven't even been everywhere yet. That's yeah. true. And last year I didn't travel. <laughs> so <laughs> Mal you go first <laughs> um gosh as much as Casey doesn't love Denver um Denver's okay um but I like Omaha to be honest I think Omaha is a cool city and again I have family down there so I guess I, I gravitate towards places that I have family and can see some old people so um I guess I'll take Omaha Denver mostly for the Omaha half of that? I think it was Kenny Jolippi that mentioned yeah. um, being freezing, freezing because of like the hockey arena. So I just, we, we decided we're going to ask people now, do you get cold when you play in Omaha? Like in the building, like, is it cold? Or do you not notice it? I don't remember it. Casey's the worst person to ask about anything being cold mm -hmm. because this girl is from 10 miles from the Canadian border and she will walk outside right now in shorts and a t-shirt and think that that's completely acceptable. Um, there's nobody on our team I've ever had to ask put to put a coat on more than Casey. So I don't know, Casey, do you think it's cold? I have a hard time believing that you would, but. I'm gonna say no. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> once you start sweating a little bit, it's nowhere is cold. We'll see next Saturday when you guys head down there. <laughs> Coach, you mentioned you're from, from Davenport, an Assumption grad. Can you explain to everyone from the Dakotas why Whitey's is the greatest ice cream in the world? Oh, my gosh, it is. Do you guys have a Whitey's in Macomb? No, I'm from the Quad Cities as well, so. Okay, no, it totally is. And there's also a very specific Quad City styles pizza that is so good. Like, I go home and I have to have Harris pizza. Have to. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Rock Island guy, Harris. Uh, you think they can get us? They can get a sponsorship on our podcast, maybe. Uh, I can call. I can. I can make a call to Harris. Whitey's might be tough, but we'll see what we can do. We're just looking for gift cards right now for listeners. That's all. <laughs> we have to get to a point where we're not Summit Roulette, sponsored by no one. Yeah. Interview with Coach Bernhard, sponsored by no one. <laughs> I got one, uh, Scott. Are you good? Yep, I'm good. I just had to make sure that the Whitey's sponsorship deal is in the works. <laughs> it's a good segue. Uh, Casey, this last one. Um, for folks that don't know who listen to the podcast, Casey is, uh, I don't want to jinx it either. You're pretty high up there in the nation on free throw percentage. Uh, really good free throw shooter. What's the routine? And when you're at the free throw line, and has that always been your free throw routine? Yes. Same free throw routine for as long as I can remember. Two dribbles, wiggle my feet a little bit, spin the ball, um, and I jump on my free throws. That is something 
Um, probably you don't see in college basketball anymore, but I just thought in high school you'd have like these girls or guys transition from jumping on their free throws to just standing there and shooting it. And I just thought that was the weirdest thing. And I was like, no, I'm not going to not jump on my free throws. And then I don't know. So that's just something I never did. And so I have had a consistent free throw routine for years. Love it. Well, guys, that's, that's all we have today. Really appreciate you guys uh, coming on. And once again, the UND Fighting Hawks, they have the South Dakota schools coming up to Grand Forks at the Betty this weekend. Um, South Dakota State tomorrow night, uh, or I guess this will air on Thursday. So tonight um, at seven o'clock and then Saturday, January 29th against USD and that game's at one o'clock. And those are both on the family, I guess, of Midco Sports. So we can check them out on, on Midco. So guys, thanks again for coming on. Thank you guys. Thank you. We are always looking for more fan voters. So if you would like to be a voter, vote on the power rankings and vote on players of the week for each class every week. You can direct message the podcast account on Twitter at ReachSummitPodW. I really enjoyed that interview with Mallory and, and Casey, and they have a big, big test coming up this weekend as they welcome the University of South Dakota and South Dakota State. Um, and like we mentioned in the interview, one team is shooting the ball extremely well in the Jackrabbits, and then one team's one of the best defensive teams in the country in USD. So going to be a couple of different and intriguing dynamic matchups up there and we'll see if they can come away with uh, you know what would be considered an upset versus one of the schools so uh, we'll move on we're going to introduce our mid-season second team nominees this was voted on by uh, the fans uh, Madison Scott and I and we just kind of took the top 10 I think top 10 or 11 players and just listed them so without further ado our second team drum roll sponsored by no one. Okay, so here we go. Second team includes Brooklyn McDavid of Kansas City, Heaven Hamling of North Dakota State University, Paige Meyer of South Dakota State University, Aaron Norling of the University of St. Thomas, and Hannah Shervin of USD. All right, folks, there is your Reaching the Summit women's basketball fan voters second team stick around for the first team. They will be coming up here in a little bit after our next interview. Before we get into our next interview, I am going to take this opportunity to tell y'all a little story. So get your blankets and your hot cocoa and gather around. So if you remember, we had this thing called the smart ass segment, which was basically just me complaining and being a smart ass, which I love to do. Um, but if you remember on the first episode, we also had Coach J.D. Gravina from Western Illinois. And if you remember, he was talking celebrity about- Celebrity Death Pool Champion in Macomb. Yes, Celebrity Death Pool Champion, yes. If you remember, he discussed how uh, the Rabbit Den was his least favorite place to play because he will never forget that year, which was either last year or two years ago when I was a student, where I personally- along with my colleagues, harassed Alyssa Dens into missing two free throws so that we and everyone else who had the Jackrabbit app on their phone could get six free wings from Buffalo Wild Wings the following day. 
and that's if they missed two free throws in the fourth quarter, two consecutive free throws in the last 10 minutes of the game. That was how it worked. So I, with my colleagues, made that happen. And Alyssa Dent missed two free throws. And JD was just talking about how, you know, he didn't, he didn't like the rabbit den because that happened and he, he thought it was funny and whatever. And SDSU fans are ruthless. Well, I caught JD, celebrity death pool champion, Gravina, with a little smart ass segment of his own as they were in the rabbit den in, in Brookings this past weekend playing SDSU. And it was the fourth quarter. And I don't remember if it was Danny Nichols or Samantha Pryor. One of them was shooting free throws. Um, and whoever it was, they missed the first one. And you could see the nerves on JD's face a little bit. He was getting a little nervous that he was going to give out some free chicken, right? Well, then his player made the second one. And I will be damned if he did not turn around and smirk at the student section. I saw it. I got confirmation from eyes that were at the game that JD did that. So JD, I saw you with your little smart ass segment. You just go on now. I don't want to see any more of that. Get us on the reply, JD, on the tweet when we put this episode out. If Can you confirm this? Well, he's probably going to deny it. You know what? He might confirm it, though. I feel like he's that type of guy. He'd be like, yeah, I did that. What you want? He's a loyal follower. He would. He's a loyal follower. Yeah. Okay. That's true. That's true. Celebrity death pool champions can't lie. That's like against the rules. So, all right. Anyway, now that you have that great piece of information and your hot cocoa is all finished and you're snuggled in your blankets, let's move on to another fun coach who likes to have a good time, likes to chat it up. Uh, Coach Dosha Woods from the Denver Pioneers women's basketball program. So Denver picked up their first conference win this weekend. Hopefully they can keep it rolling. They definitely have some tests coming up too. Um, I think this, this weekend and then one more road trip, and then they get to play five of their last seven at home. Mm -hmm. And she said they were looking forward to it, which I can imagine. So we are about to sit down with Coach Dosha Woods, as well as uh, Denver Pioneers junior, Uju Voodoo Azudu. All right, we are back. Denver Pioneer time on this episode of Reaching the Summit. We've got head coach Dosha Woods and who might be reaching the summit's uh, player of the year nominee midseason, Uju Azudu. Um, thanks for being on tonight, guys. Thank you. Thank you for Thank having, you having us. They are currently in Kansas City right now, where they um, will be playing Kansas City Thursday night at 5 Mountain, 6 Central. Um, and then they head to Oral Roberts on Saturday over in Tulsa for a quick two-game road trip. And Coach, uh, my first question for you is, you know, after the win at Omaha, um, how do you guys continue? Uh, what did you see that you liked? And how does you continue to build that into these two road games against um, uh, some good opponents that can help you propel in the standings? Good. I, I think ultimately, I just like my team's resilience. You know, I am one that, as uh, Uju would tell you, I don't like to make a lot of excuses. We won't talk about what has been. And it was just nice uh, for them, we have been putting work in. Uh, obviously, I hadn't showed up how we wanted to in terms of wins and losses, but I think our resiliency, I remember telling them before the game, a lot of teams will probably just expect us to fold. 
in that case and come out and almost feel sorry for ourselves that we've been in this situation um, to see us rally. Uh, we tweaked a couple of things offensively. Uh, we finally out-rebounded someone, uh, which was nice, uh, took care of the ball. Um, so again, I think being able to see some of those, uh, some of that progress show up obviously in the win column, uh, but I, I just like our resilience that game from uh, start to finish. And we've talked, and Madison and, and Scott, who's not here tonight, uh, get well soon, Scott. Um, but we've talked about that. Like you guys, all but two of your losses, I believe, have been single digits. Like it's been right there, and you guys have played well. Um, so my next question, this one, this one was Scott's, is what is the biggest thing you've seen change from when you played in the Summit League to now? Is it more oh, yeah. physical? Is it better shooting? Like what have what have you seen? Y'all trying to take it all the way back there? <laughs> I mean, that was like... I didn't say the year. <laughs> for, forever ago. You know, I, I would say probably um, the teams were slightly different when I played. Uh, I think UMKC and Oral Roberts were the only two teams uh, that were in the Midcon Summit League. So I remember it being a little bit more physical than what it is now. Um, I think the skill um, in terms of the players are probably a little bit better um, and all around, right? There's teams that can shoot, uh, defend. I mean, South Dakota just makes you like, you know, I'm sure they probably know like our sock size, shoe size, everything else, because um, they make it so uncomfortable. Um, so I would say probably just, uh, you know, it was a little bit more physical when I played. And then now uh, the players are a lot more skilled uh, from top to bottom. Uju, there's a lot of really good post players in the league, uh, especially this year. So for our listeners, what what makes you stand above the rest of those post players? What uh, what talents do you bring on the court that makes you above them? Um, I don't really know. I mean, I'm probably the shortest post player in the summer league, barely barely pushing six foot here. But I mean, I don't six know. Six foot I, where? I'm close. I'm close. If it stays six foot on the roster, I'm six foot in everyone else's mind. Okay. I was five, five when I played too, but okay, go ahead. Sorry. You got to wrap um, the braids up. You got to put the braids. Yeah, once, in once the shoes are on, the hair's up, the ponytail. Okay, that's, that's fair. They, yeah. That's what I do the marker. That's um, how I add my inches. I don't, I don't really know. I think, um, I don't take any shot that I think I'm going to miss. So I think that's most of the players on my team. Like we don't shoot shots. that I think we're going to miss. Um, so I think like she said, resilience and like, I have a lot of, confidence in myself so I just go out there and just try to do the best of what I can I never really try to go outside of my try to go outside of myself and it shows we see it in every box score you're just rebounding like crazy scoring really efficiently um so Madison that's the questions I had so for Uju going off what you just said this may be a too similar of a question but my question for you was when you're watching film and and taking note of other post players what do you see and notice that you either adjust to or say, okay, I don't want to do that or I do want to do this? Um, I think like most post players in the summer league, they're probably not similar to each other. So I try to do something differently when I'm going against like, I guess certain opponents, like if they're slower than me, I try to beat them off the dribble. But if they're kind of just faster than me, then I, I'm probably, I don't want to sound too cocky, probably stronger than they are. So I try to use kind of um, my body, like my size, I guess. So I think just kind of knowing who I'm going up against, knowing their strengths and knowing their weaknesses, and then just kind of um, trying to attack that every night. You know, there's a lot of good people in the assembly who can defend post play really well. So a lot of credit to them also. Yeah, absolutely. Game IQ is not not cocky at all. Knowing what's going on is that's good, good player awareness. So um, for coach, my question for you 
I don't know if you're going to like this, but I'm going to take it back uh, a couple weeks to when you hosted Oral Roberts on January 10th, um, seeing that you're going to be playing them here again soon. You had the lead for, I think, most of that game um, mm -hmm. at the end of every quarter. So what happened in the fourth quarter um, that caused you to get outscored, caused ORU to make a run, and for Denver to maybe just not respond at the way that, that we would have hoped? Yeah, you know, I think that uh, let's start with that fourth quarter, right? I was definitely frustrated. It was a low score game. Uh, we typically like to get out and run a little bit more. I thought Oral Roberts did a great job of just being physical with us, slowing us down. Um, it was hard for us to get in a flow that fourth quarter. I think they shot maybe 22 free throws. And so that was actually a game that I was kind of pleased with what we were doing defensively. Um, we obviously went back and watched some film and um, there's a couple of tweaks we can clean up just in terms of the foul play. Um, but I thought they did a great job of just really just kind of uh, getting us out of sync offensively. There was a couple of rush shots, um, but ultimately, again, I thought our defense slowed them down. It's just, you can't guard them at the free throw line. <laughs> it was a phrase my coach always said, you know, you can't guard them at the free throw line. So that was kind of a frustrating part uh, for us. I thought we were attacking and calls that we got, you know, typically or earlier in the game, we didn't get in that game. And we tried to address a couple of things offensively and just didn't make enough plays in the fourth quarter. All right, should we move on to Summit Roulette, Jordan? Go ahead. All right, I'll start with the questions that I have committed to asking everyone that comes on the show. Um, so for both of you, we can go ahead and start with Coach. What is your favorite Summit League arena or gym to play in? And on the contrary, what is your least favorite? Uh, well, my favorite is obviously Western. Um, I do love going back there, um, you know, team jokes are getting McComb. There's not much McComb, but um, I enjoyed my time there. So it's nice to just little have some nostalgia. Uh, least favorite. Uh, I don't know if I can answer that because I haven't been everywhere. So can that's, I get a range that's back a good on this point. one? That yeah, we can I, I mean, back. it could be South Dakota State. I wouldn't know I haven't been there. So um, I, I'm not comfortable saying that one, but Western is probably my favorite. Okay. Um, Uju, what about you? Same question. Um, for favorite, I'd probably say, I don't think I say two, probably North Dakota State. I don't, yeah, North Dakota State, because, um, I always play well in North Dakota State. I just like the way the gym is set up. Um, and they have like, I think they have a good, decent, like fan base that comes and I just like playing in front of people. And then, uh, South Dakota State, because last time I went there, my freshman year, we beat them. So, you know, great place to play. And they had a lot of fans. Um, and then, uh, freshman year, I'm not, what am I saying? Least favorite. I don't think I have a, I don't think I have, probably Western. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't that's know. Fine. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. I would also add uh, UMKC too, because I'm going to have uh, quite a bit of family and friends at the game. So as terms of one of my favorites, so I would add UMKC to one of my favorites. For sure. Um, coach, who is your favorite player in the league that is not a Pio? Okay. If I say somebody from South Dakota, I feel like that's stating the obvious. I mean, they are phenomenal. Um, so I know Chloe Lamb gets a lot of love and respect, uh, no disrespect to her, but I'm gonna go with Ryan Cobbins of North Dakota State. Um, I had a chance to recruit her out of high school and to now watch her just kind of compete against her. I just like how she shows up every game and tries to compete uh, regardless of the outcome of the score. So I'm gonna go with Ryan Cobbins. Okay, Uju, what about you? Ooh, um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Ryan too, because I feel like for me, um, I just like seeing 
diversity in summer league and i feel like i just you know gotta support the black woman and i think she's an all <laughs> i think she's an all-around great like basketball player and i love guarding her and i love when she's guarding me i think we really compete every time we go against each other and she doesn't really like say anything bad or i don't know i think i don't know at all but yeah i'm gonna say her i like that i like the positivity jordan do you have any roulette questions yeah i got it i got some Uji, <laughs> have you ever crossed over someone in practice, broken anyone's ankles, or have you had your ankles broken in practice? I've never crossed anyone up on my team. Have I ever? No, I don't think I've never got crossed up on my team. No. Come on um, now. I don't think anyone on this team's ever, you know what? I, I don't, who are you? Who? who I don't remember. Probably. Megan did. Megan, Coach Woods, Megan the, you guys can't Megan, see this, but Coach Megan, Woods Megan, is Megan, Megan, you're like, Megan yes, you're Megan crosses everybody up, so we just uh, we immediately take her off the list. But then everything else, everyone else, I don't think so. So okay, I'm that's fair. All right, Coach. Um, who is one, or what is one? I I know it's the athletic director; it's kind of their job. But what is one school that you would love to play against in your non-conference schedule? UConn. Uh, I said that uh, when I had opportunity to be a head coach, um, competing against them in American, um, I text Gino and his staff randomly. Um, and when we are ready, I, I think everyone, everyone's basketball players should have that experience, you know, UConn, Tennessee, South Carolina, um, just to see, but UConn has been um, on that list for me recently. If Pat was still here, I'd say Tennessee. All right, last one from me going to use you last one what's the uh on road trips is there a card game that you guys play or or like phone game that you guys play that's your favorite or do you guys just talk what is a phone game i don't know like you can play like words with friends or like the one that's on your head that's uh oh, God. oh heads up thing heads up um, yeah, yeah. we are definitely not a like our team where I don't know but we are I, don't know why I said card sorry that nobody we, we're a, a talking team so we talk a lot we sing we know I, I she's gonna say we don't talk on the floor but we are we are a talking team I, everyone Heck. on the team we have a lot of big personalities so there's not a lot of moments where we are not talking so it's more just a lot of talking a lot of loud laughing and just music playing so we don't we don't really pick cards or like what kind of do you want a lot of a lot of a lot of sing and juice. I'll give you guys a fun fact. Uh, our game against Omaha, February nineteenth at home, is our unity game, and Juice will actually sing the anthem for that game. Um, so there is a lot of singing with this team, uh, spearheaded by Juice. She has a great voice, so she won't brag about it, but I will. Um, but yeah, she's going to sing the anthem for that game. February nineteenth, Saturday against Omaha. Okay, yes. United is one day. Uju. We'll be singing the national anthem. I just want to repeat that so people uh, uh, can tune in and watch. Yay. <laughs> um, what what kind of tunes do you bump on the bus or wherever you're at? Lock of um, uh, our team. I don't know. We have a team playlist that we like that we use in like the weight room, and then I don't know. We do use it in practice. Created by Megan Boyd. Shout out to her. Um, but it's a lot of Drake. A lot of we're very much like a hip-hop like a drill music r&b kind of team but there we listen to a little bit of everything me personally i love k-pop so i was going to listen to some korean music here and there but we're definitely like a hip-hop type of team 
Okay, that I was gonna ask who's in chart, who has the ox, but if Megan made the playlist, then that makes yeah, she's definitely she got the ox privilege. Yeah, yes. See, that roulette wasn't too bad, right? That roulette wasn't too bad. No, it was, it was we got to make yeah. it worse. I know we do need to make it worse, but before we uh, make it worse, close, I need to uh, well, like, I need to thank our sponsor part. of Summit Roulette, Madison. Who's our sponsor tonight? No one. Okay. Oh, I was like, wait, do we have a sponsor? I was so confused. I'm sorry. We, we need to it. do a better job of planning for the communication instructor here. I should have had like this. I should have done better. I apologize. All right, coach. That's it from us. Madison, you got any more roulette questions? You good? I, I do not. I wish you guys luck this weekend. I hope that you can keep it rolling. I'm your uh, biggest closeted fan i'm obviously an sdsu fan but i still i turn on the denver games and i do cheer for you so i hope everything goes well for you i hope you see coach what you're what you're hoping to see oh yes always do i always find what i'm looking for so i'll find something something positive all right coach woods and the denver pioneers uh have a road trip kansas city tulsa for kansas city and oral roberts and then after that they have one more road trip. That's it to the 605. Otherwise, they close out the season five of the last seven games at home. Um, and great we can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just great sorry. I had to, to be at home. That in there. We all know how we started conference, so we can't wait to be at home. Well, and Coach and Uju, thank you so much for being on. We can't wait to see you guys continue to uh, progress throughout the season and hopefully get to talk to you guys uh, again down the road. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. I love how Uju during that interview um, was trying to explain her answers and she didn't know how to answer it. And Coach Woods, which you guys couldn't see, can't see obviously, was like ready to jump at the bit to be like, no, she does do that. Like, <laughs> literally, it was what did Uju say when she was like, oh, when I asked, when we asked about, you asked about cards or whatever. And she was yeah. like, we're like a talk, like we talk a lot. You should have seen Coach Woods' face. Like she was about to, be like I'm a busted cap you don't talk in the court like that like she was about to go off and Uju literally she's like I know coach is gonna be like you don't talk on the court but it was just it was funny uh all right good stuff you ready for first team here we go we get a drum roll listeners here we go this is the first team mid-season all summit league women's basketball on the reaching the summit podcast brought to you by no one the drum roll has been set. Here's the first team. Casey Barabich of North Dakota. Naomi Alnadas, Kansas City. Tirza Moore, Oral Roberts. Chloe Lamb, South Dakota. And Uju Izudu of Denver. It's a pretty something, good first team. Yeah, absolutely. Something that I just want to point out we have a couple that were kind of like our first two left out that you might be wondering about. I think Evan Zars is a familiar name to yes. a lot of you. Um, it was close. It's She's almost there. I think some things have changed from last year into this year. Her reboundings may be a little bit different, but she certainly has the potential to be an efficient scorer. Um, I think this is a year where maybe we don't see as many SCSU or USD people on the official first team. Um, as we have before. So there's definitely room for some of these people to move up. Another true dark horse that I think people don't talk about enough 
is Mariah Murdy out of Omaha. Um, I just, I like the way she plays the game. Maybe this is more a personal opinion, but I think that's really someone, if a couple more things start to go Omaha's way, um, I think she really makes a difference for them. And looking at this, the stats that we looked at were only conference stats. We didn't include any non-con stuff for um, this voting that we, that we did this week. But looking at those, with the exception of a few categories, Mariah Murdy is top 12 in, in most of them, nearly every category. Um, so keep an eye on her. If you're looking for a team that's not SDSU and not USD that you want to watch, keep an eye on Omaha and Mariah Murdy and see, see what she does for them this year. Yeah. And, you know, like, as we continue to grow to Madison, we'll, you know, we'll keep trying to retweet as many highlights from all 10 teams um, when they play. And so people can become familiar with, you know, the top 15 to 20 players in our league. And obviously any player that has a cool highlight or uh, does well in a game. So we're trying, the fans uh, are trying, they voted. If you want to be a voter, just message us on Twitter all right, you guys have waited all episode. Thanks for sticking around. We're going to do the player of the year and coach of the year. And then we'll follow, finish up with our follower of the week, as well as a preview um, of some big games coming up this weekend. So player of the year, as voted on by the fans, Madison Scott and I, um, amongst other fans as well. Thank you for sending in your votes. By one vote, Uju Izudu of Denver. Congrats, Uju. You are our midseason player of the year for mid-season women's basketball. All right, next up, coach of the year is not just one person. It is two. First <laughs> up, Mallory Bernhard of North Dakota Fighting Hawks and also coach misty cousin of the oral roberts university golden eagles we could not pick one um both of these teams kind of started from the bottom now we hear for those mm -hmm. of you drake i think that's a drake song right i've, I've heard a lot of a uh, drake we listen to drake in the locker room or on the bus from a couple of players now so those teams started from the bottom now you're here Oral Roberts got a couple wins. All of a sudden, I'm like, ooh, I, I don't know about them this year. And all of a sudden, they're in third place. And then UND got a few wins, and all of a sudden, they're in third place. So UND I was think preseason ninth, weren't they? I think they were preseason number nine, yes. They're solid at number three nine. right now. So Yeah, so that's, I mean, it's not necessarily all about winning all the time. So I, I think these coaches have, have definitely turned it around in their programs. And I think that they will continue to see some success. I agree. Uh, congrats to all on this award that was sponsored by nobody. You will receive nothing for getting on these um, teams except for motivation and extra motivation for those that did not get on these teams. It's because so, we're broke. <laughs> because we're broke, but we'll get there. Um, okay, we're gonna move on to our follower of the week. And this gentleman on Twitter really, um, does a nice job of following us, I guess. He engages well with our tweets. Um, he promotes us from his own podcast. Us. He shares uh, love. People all over the world. The love. So follower of the week will go to, and I'm so sorry, Joel, if I mispronounced the last name, but Joel Kaskinen um, of the It's All in My Head podcast. He uh, hosts a mental health podcast that shares real stories of lived experiences. 
You can follow him at Joel Kaskinen, J-O-E-L-K-A-S-K-I-N-E-N. And then you can follow his uh, podcast on Twitter at All In My Head Show. So really appreciate you, Joel. Thanks for uh, the follow. And um, yeah, congrats again on this award. It means you will receive nothing from our sponsor of no one. Thanks for the follow. Somebody please get us a sponsor. Like if you have sponsor ideas, even we're maybe looking to do a couple giveaways. Like we're not asking. If you own a business, we are literally just talking about getting your name on there. We'll put it in the article online and we just want some gift cards to do some giveaways. Yes. That's and it. we want to stop. We really just want to be able to stop saying sponsored by no one. That's Did really that sound too baggy? Did that sound too baggy? I don't know. I don't think so. We got to, we got to grow. We'll be all right. All right. All right. All right. Let's, let's preview this weekend's games. Look ahead to what's coming up. So Denver plays Kansas City at six. Correct. Six o'clock tonight. All right. Um, South Dakota at uh, in Fargo, excuse me, at North Dakota State at seven o'clock tonight. This is hard, man. Looking at these times and just like converting, this is hard. Okay. <laughs> Omaha in Tulsa at seven o'clock tonight. South Dakota State up at the Betty in Grand Forks also at seven o'clock tonight. The USD NDSU game will be on ESPN Plus as well as the SDSU UND game on ESPN Plus. Um, Kansas City and Oral Roberts both have free streams on their website. I'm not sure what the actual URL is for the Kansas City website um, or the Oral Roberts website, but if you just go to their websites and click watch or if you Google, um, the that team will tweet it out in the mornings too. So if you follow, oh, them yeah, Twitter for sure, stuff. the teams will tweet. Yeah. Uh, All right, then on Saturday, January 29th, happy birthday, dad. Just had to throw that in there. South Dakota will be at North Dakota playing at the Betty at one o'clock on ESPN Plus. Western Illinois will be in in St. Thomas, at St. Thomas. Pardon me, it's been a long day. Um, At one o'clock, that game, does St. Thomas have a stream? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, we do. Okay, so that game will be uh, streamed on St. Thomas's website. Omaha will be down at Kansas City on Saturday at two o'clock, free stream on Kansas City website. Denver Oral Roberts at two o'clock on Saturday, free stream on the Oral Roberts website. And then on ESPN Plus, South Dakota State at North Dakota State up in Fargo at seven o'clock on Saturday. So that's what's coming up. Anything? jump out at you Jordan I see one or two that jump out at me yeah I you know just for this episode I think uh, those games for North Dakota are important um they can obviously they'd be upsets um for us as fans they'd be considered upsets um but I don't expect Mallory's team to back down at all um against USD or SDSU Um, I expect a good showing especially when they're at home. But other than that, I would say it's really important 
um, for JD's squad to get a win this weekend uh, going yes. to St. Thomas. And what um, better chance for them to do it than a loss that pretty much started this this little losing streak for them? Yeah. Uh, an overtime loss at Western Hall against St. Thomas in a game they, they probably should have won. And JD even said that. He yep. said it was a tough loss because he knows they should have won that game. So what better opportunity for them than to uh, maybe pay pay a little revenge visit? Yeah, and I think um, and this, yeah, I we can talk about this one quick too because it does fall before our next episode. But Western and Kansas City will be a important game in the standings, obviously depending on how Thursday and Saturday go. But, um, you know, we're starting the second half and this is where – that middle of the pack, like we talked about in episode one, this is where that'll start to, where seeds will really get solidified, started to get solidified um, or everybody just beats everybody up and it makes for a fun ending to the season. So a uh, lot of good games. What, what sticks out to you? Um, well, I was going to put out that Western St. Thomas game. So I'm glad you did. The other one is Denver and Oral Roberts on Saturday. Um, I had asked Dosha about this when we got to talk to her earlier today. Um when when Denver hosted Oral Roberts on January 10th, I believe, it was a low-scoring game. Denver had the lead at the end end of every quarter at halftime and the third quarter, and then they got outscored 23 to nine in the fourth. Um, so that's one that maybe slipped away from them. And if you heard the interview, you heard Dosha talk about that a little bit. But I think that would be a good rematch opportunity for Denver and um, even for Oral Roberts. Maybe they want to score more points than they did the first time. Um, really, you know, hit the nail on the head, mm -hmm. whatever you want to say, put the nail in the coffin this time versus what they did last time. And Denver probably wants to come out and do the opposite of what they did last time too. So I think that if both teams are locked in um, and that that's Saturday, right? Yes. Yeah. So I think if both teams are locked in, nothing insane happens on Thursday. I think that actually has the potential to be another low scoring game um, because the defense or be a really high scoring game because the offenses are just going to go off. So we'll have to see what happens there between our midseason player of the year and our midseason co-coach of the year. Yeah. A lot of basketball. We played a lot of good basketball and uh, appreciate the coaches for jumping on tonight. Appreciate the players or excuse me, student athletes for jumping on tonight. Um, this was a fun episode. We're halfway through the season. And we're only in episode three of the podcast. More yep. to come. More to come. Lots more to come. We'll make up for last time. <laughs> All right. As always, if you want to be a voter, make sure you reach out to the podcast account at Reach Summit Pod W on Twitter, or you can message one of us. We'll help you get involved. Stay tuned for more fun things upcoming. Um, hopefully, some gift cards if we can get a sponsor so that we're not sponsored by nobody. All right, we will stop. We'll stop begging. We'll stop being desperate. Um, have a great weekend, everybody. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. <laughs>